0: So your net pay is $3081. $131400 more than what I'm making in my current job. In this video, I'm starting a series called Paycheck Wars, where I compare paychecks of nurses working in different specialties or nursing paychecks to other professions. And our first guest in this episode is Mary Grace, a local agency nurse that works in the LA region of California. Mary Grace asked to remain anonymous in this video, but the value she's going to be providing to those of you who are looking to get into your own local travel agency jobs is going to be priceless. So make sure you watch or listen all the way to the end of the video. So how does local traveling work?
1: You just take the actual travel pay, and then they'll just tax all of it instead of taxing that portion. And then I can just keep renewing as long as they need me.
0: You said you work in a children's hospital right now, right? Yeah. Why did you get into Peds?
1: I'm in NICU, so um, I cannot do anything older than one year. <laughs> it's, too, <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. Sometimes we can have up to fifteen months, but I like panic. Like once they even above nine months, I'm like, oh man, this is this is scary. But I love uh, I love NICU.
0: Is that what you've done since graduating nursing school?
1: No, I did a year in adult neuro in a trauma hospital. Um, I wanted to go to trauma ICU. They didn't have any space. They put me in the NICU. I was really scared. And then then I realized, you know, the heaviest lifting I do is like 15 pounds. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, but I like like high acuity NICU. That's why I'm at the the children's hospital because it's, um, We have like level two, three, and four. Level two is like nursery. Level three is like um, most cases, I guess, pre me and level four is they do all the surgeries ecmo so i love level four uh just because it's high acuity but i feel like i'm doing i'm doing a lot it's interesting because
0: you say that for you a level four is the higher acuity whereas if you're working in an emergency department the level one different.
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's like opposite it's so it's hard because when when i talk to adult icu nurses or something they're like i say it again and i'm like okay (laughs) just think like yeah just think highest acuity NICU. that's what i like to be in.
0: So what are your ratios like? 1 to 1. That's awesome.
1: It's like pretty rare like that it's 1 to 2. If it's 1 to 2 then i mean they're still pretty sick. But in the, if i go to like a lower level nicu then we can have i think 1 to 3 or 1 to 4 if they're just, you know, if we're just feeding and growing them, if they're just um, your normal preemies that don't need any surgeries.
0: Have you worked outside of California?
1: Um i worked in Virginia and then i worked in Guam and then Um, I've worked in a lot of the hospitals here in L.A.
0: And how would you compare nursing here to nursing in those areas?
1: Oh, God. (laughs) That's why I've been here this whole time. I can't leave just because um, in Virginia, I mean, I don't get break. (laughs) Like, I remember it would be four in the morning and I'm like, man, can I eat? Like, and they're like, you can eat at your bedside. And I'm like, oh, my God.
0: (laughs) You know, um, I just actually made a video breaking news about uh, the Oregon state law that just got passed with the mandates. So Mm -hmm. in Oregon, I know California has state mandates, right? And here we have specified nurse to patient ratio laws, right? Yeah. You don't have that anywhere else in the U.S. So here you know that if you're working in the ICU and you have yeah. a, like, a trauma victim, that one's mm-hmm. going to be a one-to-one. If you have a telepatient, that one's going to be a one-to-four. Like we know because they set these laws when they passed it. Yeah. But no other state has that up until now. Now Oregon actually has that as well. But in mm-hmm. Oregon, they went a step further and they have ratios for CNAs as well. So like if there's CNAs oh. that are working on the units. They can't have more than, I believe it's like seven patients um, during the day shift. And then- I think like nine or 10, maybe more, up to 12 patients on night, something like mm-hmm. that. But hey, I think that's great. That's something that all states should be implementing. And I don't know why they're not. Right. Well, part of I it mean, is
1: the... in Virginia, that neural unit I was on, on, night shift, I would have up to seven. Day shift, I would have to, up to five. And then the, our CNAs, they would have, it was a 38-bed unit. They would split the CNAs like, oh, okay, you get this half and you yeah. get this half. And then most of the time they were sitting, because it was a neural unit. And I was like, oh my God.
0: yeah that sounds a lot like new york that's just oh my god so why Um, did you go to guam
1: um i wanted hawaii but Uh (laughs) but uh the hawaii contracts because remember at the time anything above like two thousand dollars a week was it was like nice. It was like premium, and so then Hawaii at the time was I think they were paying like fourteen, fifteen hundred a week. So I was like, I don't know if I can do it there. Like I can't. And then um, Guam, they were like, okay, we'll pay two thousand a week. We'll pay for your flight, and then we'll pay for your um, housing, and then give you money on top of your housing. So Ooh. I was like, oh okay. And then they provided like shuttle transportation and all that stuff. And then it was really close to the Philippines, where my family's from. So I was like, okay, um, I'll just fly to the Philippines on the weekends because over there if you have three to four days off all of those nurses and all the docs they'd be like oh you know I'm just gonna go to Japan for the weekend <laughs> like okay <laughs>
0: now how long uh, is the flight from there to the Philippines
1: I think it was like three-ish hours
0: you're lying
1: yeah well I'm oh. to the Philippines was like I'm pretty sure it was like yeah two and a half that seven, is four or something. awesome oh, it was God. quick and then the tickets at the time were like 200 bucks what And then there's not really like a time difference, so then I just you go there and you're just like okay whatever. (laughs) So I think I made, I'm pretty sure I made like six flights or something out there because it was just it was so easy.
0: That's beautiful. And
1: then when I was there, I just kept going to like Hong Kong, Bali, like it was so easy. It was just nice, and then that was probably my favorite contract out of everything.
0: What was the cost of living like over there?
1: It's high. But then I also didn't really experience having to find housing at the time because they just gave it to me. But I know people now, like I'm looking at how much the apartments are there now, because now they don't do that. Now you have to find your own place with the housing money. And I mean, now it's like pretty equivalent to LA where it's like two, $3,000 like a month or something. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> like my experience was so different. But I really enjoyed that contract. I stayed there for almost, I think, five or six months. Oh, that's um, a long time. But then I started getting island fever. That's why I left. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what happens to but, a lot of nurses that go to Hawaii, actually. They feel like. Yeah. You know, they're too far from family. It's great being on an island with crystal clear water and mm-hmm. just tropical feeling, you know, and also yeah. being so close to all these beautiful countries like the Philippines and everything else. But after a while, you start realizing if you want to go on a day trip, <laughs> where are you going to go? <laughs> stuck on an island, right?
1: You're stuck there. Yeah. I felt so spoiled saying that, but then I was like, man, you can go around the whole island of Guam in three hours. And at one point, I think the first like the first two weeks were great for me there and I remember like the next following three weeks it was just raining and raining and raining and I was like oh my god I'm just just stuck in the house or going to the hospital because I can't there's nothing else to see and then like, the island is just so small. There's nothing else you can really do. I mean, a lot of it, yeah, if it's not raining, you can snorkel and you can do all those water sports. But then if it is raining, like, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> and I was single. I was single all the time, too. So I was, like, just enjoying myself. But then, that's, I don't know, at one point, I was like, man, I'm so alone on this <laughs> rock. Like, <laughs> I, need, I need to get off. <laughs>
0: so at what point did you meet your husband?
1: When I came back from that contract. Uh, we met at the um, at a shopping center here in really? LA. Yeah, and um, he's actually a physician, but oh, we awesome. didn't. We didn't meet at work. We met met at the mall. But I didn't stay in L.A. because of him. I stayed in L.A. just because I I think I wanted to go to New York for a contract. And I wanted to go to Australia for a contract. But Australia, like the contracts were just, I don't know, they said, oh, you would have to sign for like a year. And I got really scared because I was like, a year. And then for New York, everybody was telling me like, you know, your ratios are going to go back to what they were in Virginia. And I was like,
0: oh. Even worse, actually. I tell this story to everyone. But when I worked in New York, I remember my first week off orientation, I got 17 patients assigned to me. But this is the, ED, the ER. Right? It's you know okay. it's completely different than all the other units. Although when I worked Kelly, I used to get up to 11 patients in a telemetry yeah. floor. So I mean, they had no ratios. <laughs> and even now they try to implement something that kind of resembles a ratio law, but they don't specify how many patients each nurse can have by the specialty that they work in. So it mm-hmm. really doesn't it doesn't make a difference compared to what they had before. I don't think it's gonna be enforced at all.
1: See, I thought after that whole drama that they had, I thought they were gonna, you know, like change everything. So then I was actually getting ready to, you know, get my New York license. I was like, all right, I'm gonna finally like accomplish my dream of going to <laughs> New York for a contract. That's and so then funny. they were like, I don't think it's gonna change anytime soon. Like <laughs> yes. and I and I said, Oh my god, I'm never gonna get there.
0: To- <laughs> yeah. So now are you still in LA, like the city? of LA?
1: Yeah. Um oh. you mean working or living?
0: Uh both. Where are you working and where are you living?
1: I'm still working at children. I'm still, oh, oh I'm I'm pretty much like gonna I'm like uh, some of the travelers that have been there, like the real travelers that have been mm-hmm. there for years, they told me, you know, these rates, this is the highest rate in the country right now. Like it's yeah. been the highest since since I went back there. So I they said, you know, you need to ride it out until it pretty much dies down, especially since they, they know you and I train their staff. So they know me so well that they're like, okay, let's just keep her there. Um, and then I said, you know what? Like, I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to ride it out until their rates drop. And then, because right now the difference between their rate compared to like other NICU rates in the country, I think it's almost like 1,500 or 2,000. So I said, yeah, there's no way. Like, I need to stay here. I can't, I can't go anywhere else right now.
0: All right. So So you sent me your pay stub, and we're going to compare your pay stub. As an agency nurse, your local agency nurse, right? To my pay stub as a staff nurse working, I work for Kaiser Permanente in the ER. You know, for those of you out there, because I ran a poll the other day asking our members or our subscribers and our viewers on YouTube who's a nurse, who's a student nurse, who's in an another type of healthcare worker, and who's working in a completely unrelated field to healthcare. And about 60% of them said that they were nurses. Almost 30% of them said that they were student nurses. So a total of 80% of the people people who actually follow us are nurses or are either trying to become nurses right now. Mm -hmm. So for those of you that are trying to become nurses, I want to explain to you what I do in the ER and then maybe you can explain to them what you do in your specialty, right? So as an ER nurse, basically what I do is when patients feel like they need to be treated for an illness, they'll come to the ER and they'll either walk into the ER through the waiting room or they'll be brought into the ER by the paramedic, right? If they get brought into the ER by the paramedics, usually you would think that they're sicker, but that's not always the case. We've had plenty of patients that have come to the ER with stroke-like symptoms or a heart attack and they walk into the ER, right? So once they walk into the ER, there's many roles that an ER nurse might have. So me, oftentimes you'll find me doing what what's called a team lead role, where Mm -hmm. when patients come in, I am one of the frontline nurses who will reassign these patients to different areas. And I'll delegate work to the nurses in the area that I'm working in. And the doctors will see them up front. And then the doctors will determine where they need to go from there. And I'm the one that's responsible for reassigning them to the different areas. That's one of the roles. So I'll be telling the nurses in that specific role, can you put an IV on this patient? We're gonna get this patient admitted into the hospital. So we need to get them into a bed so they can lay there, wait for the results and then get assigned to a bed after all of the results are back and they get a consultation from a specialist or something like that. I can also tell the nurses, this patient's only gonna be here for a few hours. Maybe they need a CAT scan. Maybe they just need an X-ray. And if everything is normal, they're gonna go back home. And then there's other roles in the ER. If I'm one of the nurses that is being assigned patients, so that's called the bedside nurse, I'm the nurse that's medicating the patient. I'm the nurse that's looking at the results to see and follow up with the doctor what the next part of the plan is going to be. And there's a a resource nurse in the department. This is a nurse that's just gonna take critical labs. And this is the nurse Mm -hmm. that's gonna be present when we have a stroke notification or a a myocardial infarction, which is a heart attack. If we have a patient like that, the resource nurse is the go-to nurse that's gonna call the doctors that need to be there, that need to be present, like the cardiologist, the neurologist. They're the ones that are the most reliable person because they know everything that needs to happen and needs to get done so that the patient can be treated as quickly as possible. Then we also have break nurses in our department. So we have nurses that are gonna relieve other nurses on their lunch breaks, or if you need a 15-minute break, The break nurses are responsible for that. So there's so many different areas in the emergency department that you can work in. That's why I like working in the emergency department, because you're not stuck in just one position. You can do so many different things, and you don't have to be at the bedside. Now, in terms of my schedule, I typically work currently about 20 hours a week, and I used to work 30 hours a week. So I did pick up some extra hours for this specific pay stub. Now, Mary Grace, I want you to tell everybody what it is that you do, and- uh, what kind of roles nurses in your department would hold?
1: So NICU, it's, I mean, the ones that I've worked in, it's either level three or level four. So it's level three is, you know, we pretty much, we do everything except any surgeries or um, ECMO or any um, of the really specialized cases. And, um we usually will transfer them out to level four. And then level four NICU, they pretty much have every specialist available. Um, and then they'll do any type of surgery. They'll do ECMO. They do dialysis. Um, and these are for babies. So they'll take on any case, any syndrome. Um, when I worked level three, we would, it was a delivery hospital. So then we would attend all the emergency deliveries if, you know, baby is having, if they're having D cells or if mom has, um, high blood pressure or, you know, if she has any high risk factors, then we'll go to that delivery and then we'll, Um, you know, resuscitate the baby and then usually bring the baby back to NICU, um, stabilize them, transfer them out or keep them in our NICU. Um, And then we get babies up to, I think it's still 23 weeks, but we, uh, I've seen some places take 22 weeks and (laughs) I really like earlier than 23 weeks. Um, And then we'll go up to how many, however, you know, from there. Um, A lot of the times we get premature babies and we're just trying to stabilize them on whatever type of ventilator they need. And then we'll usually just try to grow them um, to the best of our ability. And then if they need any type of surgery, then we'll transfer them out. Um, At the level fours, we take any type of syndrome. I've seen everything. Um, So any type of syndrome, any rare case, um, there's a lot of like genetic stuff going on. Um, a lot of cardiac babies, um, there's a lot of neuro stuff going on. So kind of everything, Um, and then we'll do their, we'll typically do their surgeries, um, as long as they're big enough, then we'll do their surgeries. We'll just manage their cases and then go from there. Um, a lot of the times they'll get discharged from that hospital or we'll transfer them back to the level three hospital. But there's not as much different roles like uh, you were explaining in the ED, because for us, it's usually just who's in charge. So we have our charge nurse who pretty much handles all the assignments on the unit, handles any difficulties with families or um, you know, any issues with anybody's roles. And then we'll have our resource nurses. So the hospital that I'm at now, we have usually three resource nurses. We usually have um, like a backup charge nurse and then a nurse to do all the picks and Um, any IVs and then we have a nurse to be free for admissions but all three of those nurses are usually helping out with anyone's labs or anyone's IVs or anyone's um, if you know we do line changes on night shift too so if there's a nurse with you know that has a baby on back and any paralytics or any any like really sensitive drips then we usually have a second person helping and then we don't have break nurses at the hospital but I did work at a Kaiser where we had break nurses which was really but we usually break each other if possible and then but it's always assigned at the beginning of the shift so you already know what time you're going to go and then you're, you already know what time you're going to go um, in the second half of the shift and then we have um, like a clinical educator who usually if we have really rare cases the educator usually reaches out to a lot of the other children's hospitals or any of the other bigger NICUs to ask for you know what do we do in this situation um, that happens a lot just because you know, we don't, some of these babies are like the one in a million case that, you know, we don't really get them often. So then um, we'll look up like, how are we supposed to handle this case or do we need to transfer them out? And then we have nurses who specialize in ECMO. um, And then there's some nurses who specialize in our new form of dialysis. Um, I think most of our nurses can do cooling and post-op and
0: yeah. Do you know if these nurses get paid a higher rate for being specialized in ECMO?
1: Um, if they're part of the ECMO team only at this hospital, right? If yeah. they're part of the ECMO team, they get, um, they get paid differently. I don't know if it's higher or I don't know if it's just the same or what. Yeah. Um, but they're a different yeah. area. And then we have our the NICU nurse who is also doing that ECMO patient. They don't get any differential. <laughs> Um, <laughs> which kind of like is, it makes it really hard to be motivated to yeah. take ECMO because you're working the same 12-hour shift as the yeah. next nurse but you're, not, you're you're working a lot harder yeah. um, those nurses who you know they do it because they love it um, I, I can tell they really love Like working with ECMO patients, and then either they're trying to level up and like become charge, or you know just gain more skills. But there really has to be that motivating factor to do that because it's just mentally taxing for that shift, especially. I mean, these are babies. I have a dog. (laughs) Oh,
0: that sounded like a baby for a (laughs) second.
1: He's been uh, handing me all his toys the last like half hour.
0: So, you said you work what 36 hours a week, is it?
1: Yeah,
0: okay, currently. All right, and how many hours per shift do nurses typically work where you work?
1: They usually work the three
0: 12 hour shifts. Okay, um, yeah. the reason I ask is because in the ER, we have so many different shifts available for nurses who want to pick up different templates. We have nurses that can work four hours per day, right? So, oh. um, but it varies the amount of hours per week that they work so some nurses let's say they're working 24 hours a week but they work four hours shifts yeah that's crazy like i don't i haven't really heard of that in any other hospital so you would have to work six shifts per week to make up those 24 hours there's nurses that work eight hour shifts there's nurses that work 12 hour shifts there's nurses that um work like let's just say only weekends Or there's nurses that only work two 12s per week, something like that. Like, they're just all over the place. But me personally, I work eight hour shifts in the department and I work 20 hours a week. So that adds up to a total of 40 hours a week, which is five days. I mean, 40 hours every two weeks, which is five days every two weeks. That's how many hours and how many days I work. And then I'm why, also off. Do you
1: know why they do that? Um, so oh, they, they do that because. So
0: yeah, they do that because they want to bolus some of the times with extra nurses. Because what happens in the ER? Sometimes it might be busier during, let, let's say, uh, six p.m. to ten p.m. Um, in the oh. ER, because people are getting out of work. And, you know, at that time is when they're able to go to the ER to be seen. So they would prefer to have extra nurses during those times, and they don't need them after that. So if they can just hire some nurses to work those specific hours of the day, it would be more beneficial to the hospital because they don't have to hire nurses for an entire eight hour or 12 hour shift.
1: Oh, okay. Because I know in NICU, we need more, um, we need consistency with the baby. So I think that's why they really try to keep the same nurse for the entire 12 hours.
0: Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, In the ER, you know, you might get a patient that's in and out within an hour. So you don't really need that continuity of care in the ER like you would on the med surge floor, tele floor, ICU, NICU, whatever the case may be. All right, so let's get down to it. We're going to compare both of our pay stubs. I have my pay stub on one side and your pay stub on the other side. Tell me how many hours you worked this week this uh, for this specific pay period.
1: This one was the 36 hours.
0: Okay. Now I see here it says 24 hours were regular pay and then 12 hours were overtime. What does that mean?
1: They do time and a half after eight hours.
0: Ah, see. Okay. So some facilities in California do not do that. Kaiser is one of them, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Yeah. So um, I've oh. when I used to work 12-hour shifts, yeah. I remember looking at my pay stub and I'm like, why is it that I'm not getting the time and a half after the <laughs> eighth hour? Because yeah. I thought the California law stated that you're supposed to get it after the eighth hour. But I believe it was actually part of a union negotiation, if I'm not mistaken, where they did away with it for 12-hour shift nurses. Because we only had eight-hour shifts previously, and nurses wanted the 12-hour shift. So because of that, they've allowed more units to implement 12-hour shifts with the premise that they would not get paid the time and a half after the eighth hour. However, after the 12th hour, you do get paid the double time. So that does count for Mm. something. But that's why I've Mm -hmm. always stayed an eight-hour shift nurse, because I want to get that time and a half. Because if you're eight hours, you still get it.
1: And then you just stay over, and then you get your overtime, right?
0: Exactly. I
1: know. I like. I like what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. I wish I could. Well, we yeah. just don't have any eight hours.
0: I know. I know. And it's great because, like, when you work eight hours, coming from a twelve-hour shift nurse, if you go to eight hours, it feels like you're barely there, and you have a one-hour lunch break, also. Yeah. Okay, so I also see here that meals reimbursement, you had 150 per hour for your meal reimbursement?
1: I think they just tried to, I don't know, I feel like they just tried to sprinkle in some things in there to make it seem like, oh, okay, like we're going to give you some money for meals and then your car. (laughs) But at the same time, I think for me, I just look at it as an overall thing because all of it gets taxed anyway versus when I used to really look at my my pay and where the money goes, now I'm just kind of like, oh, well, it's all going to get taxed.
0: But do you get a bonus? Because I see here there's six hundred and sixty six dollars. What is that for?
1: Every time I finish the thirty six hours for the week, then they'll give me that pay too. I think it's another way of just dividing up my pay. <laughs> oh, wow, that's um,
0: pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So then, but it makes a big difference if I do like if I actually call out a shift or something because they yeah. don't give it to me, and then I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> like, yeah. it makes such a big difference with the pay. And then the overtime flat rate, I think it's also like another form of <laughs> yeah. Adding onto it too. So, yeah, at the end of it, like it's still going to give me the weekly growth. And then I kind of look at it from there.
0: Cool. So if you look at mine, you can see that my regular amount of hours that I worked, it was 53.27 hours. And I got paid $86 as my base rate. For my differential working night shift, I earned $12.25 per hour for my night shift differential. Right, mm-hmm. So I was making about $99 an hour, something like that, $98 an hour. And what is your hourly rate in your current workplace?
1: Technically, it's 105 Yeah. But if I don't, I also still don't look at it. (laughs) I think just because what I do is I just take the the gross and I just divide it by 36 because everything kind of just looks like fluff at that point.
0: That's exactly how I do it. Because I remember I used to do breakdowns of my pay before. Just like you said, they sprinkle so much of this stuff in there to kind of fluff up your pay. And it gets complicated when you're trying to figure out why did I get paid this much in like this time and a half. But there's another time and a half and I got paid a different amount of hours for that time and a half. so that's confusing
1: that's why at that point because i remember my recruiter would be when they do raise my rate they raise it by the regular hourly they don't really touch anything else but then for me i'm just like okay like it's just gonna add to the total (laughs) Uh, you know so i always just take that gross pay number and then i just divide it by 36 and i look at it
0: that way see so I was only working 30 hours a week during that time period where the pay stub that I'm showing you. So you can see for mine, I actually have like 13.4 hours that are double time hours because Mm -hmm. I used to pick up an extra four hours after my 12 hours are done. And I would do that sometimes three times a pay period, which is Mm -hmm. why I have about 13 hours of extra double time in there. And at the end of the pay period, I worked 70.7 hours. Whereas I see for you, you worked a total, uh, 36 hours, right? If I'm not mistaken, yeah. you usually only work 36 hours and no more than that. Is that correct? Yeah, per week. Okay. So when we look at your federal taxes, it looks like you had $1,199 that were deducted for your federal taxes. For me, it was 1,076. Now think about it, you worked fewer hours and yeah. you had more deducted from your pay stub than me. I work
1: yeah. I also take out or I request to like have more taken out than usual. Oh. I mean, I'll put like I used to put I mean, before I was married, I would just put yeah zeros on everything. But I just I wanted like the most out because I was so afraid of I didn't know how local yeah. taxing or local travel nurse taxes work just yet. So I was still like being more conservative on that side, too.
0: Makes sense because you don't want to end up paying money at the end of the year. Right. But me yeah. I actually I'd rather pay a few dollars more than have the government take my money, you know because At the end. So many, every paycheck <laughs> yeah. that way. so all these numbers, what we need to do right is for Mary Grace's numbers, you're gonna multiply these numbers by two in order to find out how close they are to my numbers, so ultimately, the total number of tax deductions that you had was twenty one fifty seven for that pay period, and I had twenty two 88 for this pay period. Mm -hmm. Now, we also were maxing out our 401k. So for our 401k, we were having like 18% of our paycheck going towards our contribution of our 401k. In addition to that, like I also had an FSA, which is like a federal savings account. So like if you Mm -hmm. have any medical related bills that you need to pay, you can use your FSA account. Or even beauty supplies, you can pay for them with your FSA account and they're tax free, basically, which is cool because you don't pay taxes on all these purchases. And the reason why we got the FSA account was because we wanted to pay for our daughter's braces.
1: Yeah, I should mention um, my FSA and all my benefits now are under my husband's since um, January of this year. So that changes my numbers. Um, I do max out my 401. So that number reflects that. But um, that's why you don't see like any of the benefits on there Uh, too. So I get to see more of my my
0: paycheck. (laughs) So your net pay is $3,081. Uh-huh. And if you multiply that by two, every two weeks, you're coming home with $6,162, yes. right? Which is thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars dollars more than what I'm making in my current job with kind of similar number of hours that you're working. So I'm trying to figure out how is it that you get paid so much more than I do? <laughs> <laughs> well, for one, it's your hourly rate, right? You're making yeah. one hundred and five dollars an hour, mm-hmm. and I'm making in this paycheck ninety eight dollars an hour or so. That's one. Um, mm-hmm. Two is this paycheck that I have here also reflects my four hundred one k contributions, right? Which is eighteen percent of my income. Yeah, and Boring the FSA. If, um, yeah,
1: I think eleven. 11- I just changed it to 12%, but it's 11% for mine. But I have to be so careful with mine because my rates like constantly change every time I renew contracts, so it, it increases. Like my rates have been increasing this whole time, but then I need to keep readjusting how much is going into that 401 cuz yeah, otherwise I I'm just like throwing money like into
0: it but so the reason why i wanted to do this paycheck versus paycheck is because again people don't know how much you get paid on a weekly basis or a bi-weekly basis if they want to get into nursing or if you're a nurse that's already working in an area like maybe you're working in another state and you want to know how much nurses in california get paid or in another state get paid or a different specialty it's kind yeah. of cool to compare these pay stuff because you're an agency nurse you're a local agency nurse you don't get The stipend that a typical agency nurse would get, do you?
1: No. Because I guess we say registry too, right? Like I did registry for Kaiser too. That pay was completely different. um This like local travel nurse contract, because that pay was, you know, I just work when I felt like working. I never had any contract or commitment. Um, mm-hmm. With local travel nursing, I actually have like a 13 week set contract. So I don't know if that just makes a bigger difference. I think yeah. for me, I just wanted to stay in the area. I wanted to work at that specific hospital. Um, I just I was very picky with what I wanted, but I also I. <laughs> didn't want my staff pay anymore. I didn't want to do charge nurse anymore. Like
0: oh, I just I'm I wanted kidding.
1: to work smarter yeah, <laughs> and I get stop it. working harder. <laughs>
0: okay, so this one is before you went into agency nursing, right? Yeah. Okay. This and I is, see your regular uh, rate was fifty three fifty six per hour. That is a huge difference. That's half of what you currently
1: I know. Do. <laughs> this is the hospital across the street.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) And this is a union hospital.
0: (laughs) Wow. So for those nurses out there who are thinking about getting into like local agency jobs, this is your proof right here. So it looks like you worked here a total of 36 hours a week. And then your take home pay here as a staff nurse, not an agency nurse, was Mm -hmm. $2,806 for two weeks of work. Yeah. Compared to the four thousand that you're making now, right? Well, no, six thousand. Six thousand. That's insane. (laughs) You are living a life now.
1: If you you take away like the all the benefits and everything,
0: yeah,
1: it's still way more.
0: (laughs) Because even
1: when I was paying for my own benefits and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. like I I mean the difference is still by a lot.
0: But what benefits do you not get now? that you used to get as a staff nurse, let's say you are a single local agency nurse, do they provide you with health insurance? Yes. Oh,
1: yeah, I took the agency's health insurance before we were married.
0: Gotcha. So and the- how much is it? How much do you have to pay out of pocket?
1: Yes, yeah, it was about 200 per month.
0: Wow, that's pretty good, though. That's really good, actually. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) You know, I I say that it's really good because I've considered going per diem before Mm -hmm. because my wife, Monica, she makes $124 an hour as a per diem. -er. Mm -hmm. And I told myself if I can make that much and she can make that much, we could just like pay for insurance out of pocket and we'd still be pretty well off. But when I looked at it for a family of four, if we want the same insurance that we currently have, it would cost us $2,000 per month for a family of four. And that doesn't even include dental insurance. It's like an additional, I don't know, $200, almost $200. Mm A month for dental insurance?
1: Yeah, there's so many things to consider. That's why I don't don't tell people, you know, go into um, doing local travel right away, but you need to really look at it when it comes to like all the benefits and um, if they provide 401k, like some of my friends' contracts, they're way more high paying than mine, but then they don't get a 401k um, and some of them, like they don't offer the um, healthcare. So then I said, you know, you have to really look at it. Like, are you really, are you really making like seven, 8,000 a week? Is is it... Or are you just like getting it all taken away in taxes? Because um, I know one of the girls, she signed up for like 7,000 a week, but for 48 hours. And when she breaks it down and let's say like, okay, what do you make after 36 hours? It's still lower than like my contract and other like nurses contracts after all the taxes and everything. And she just, she was like, what did I do?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so how did you apply as a local agency nurse? Because you said you went through AMN.
1: Actually, I do. I just told my recruiters because I was with them when I did a local contract with Kaiser. Um, but even with that local contract, I was just open about it. I said, hey, I'm just, look, I don't want to go anywhere far. I just want these certain hospitals that are like 20 miles away from me. And I, I want to do local. Like, can you just turn it into a local contract? Just tax all of it? Because some agencies, they won't do that for you. They won't. They'll say like, no, this is a, just a real travel contract. Like you have to be like 50 miles away. You have to duplicate your expenses. And I'm like, okay, that's BS because like yeah. like you can just tax the whole thing and just give it to exactly. me. <laughs> but that's exactly why I wanted to do it. And I know children's has such a high need. So I, it was like way worth it for me because I know that I'm gonna be able to keep renewing until they say, okay, you know, we don't want you to renew anymore. But knowing that I was staffed there before and like just knowing the managers, I think I'm at a pretty good spot where I'm comfortable that they're gonna just keep renewing me until the hospital is like, all right, like we've had enough, <laughs> But if we come to that point, then I still I can rotate. There's so many like Nikki's here in LA that I can just go to another one.
0: Do you have any co workers that saw you go from staff to local
1: agencies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Actually, there was like this whole thing where the manager said, if you left to go travel, you cannot come back here as a traveler, yeah. which I don't even know if that's legal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they they did that to a lot of like the, the nurses coming back after COVID. Yeah. But I, I made it known that when I left there, I left there to work at Cedars as per diem. I didn't leave like to go into travel nursing because yeah. I actually left travel nursing to go staff there so I could train there. Yeah. And I, I told them I was like, hey, just FYI, like I wasn't one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they were just like, oh, okay, like we'll just take you back. But then I did the first year. I felt very weird because my coworkers knew. They knew how much I was making. I, I mean, I posted it all the time, like on Instagram, just like trying to encourage people, like, hey, you don't have to be working so many shifts to just like barely make the amount yeah. that I make, like you can do the same thing I'm doing. Cause a lot of them are struggling with like student loans and um, all that stuff. And I said, you know, you could do it too. And they're like, yeah, but you were crazy. Like you, <laughs> you were working your two full times. And I was like, okay, you don't need to do two full times, yeah. but you can definitely work smarter. Um, And I I wanted people to just see the possibility because a lot of people, they just they feel like, oh, I'm just stuck at this staff job Mm -hmm. and I could just go to another staff job and then I'd be stuck there, too. And it's like, yeah, but there's so many ways to make more money, like without having to slave away like at your or nights or whatever you work at. And um, I think that's why I just kept posting my salary and posting like the rates and stuff for people to see. And then they would get pissed off because they'd be like, what do you mean a pick you nurse? <laughs> like they'll pay them eight to $9,000 and I'm doing the same job. Yeah. And I'm like,
0: mm, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't understand why some nurses get so bitter when travel mm-hmm. nurses make more money than them. If you feel like they're making more money than you, then just change your position, do something to make more yeah. money. You're not stuck in the position that you're in.
1: The only thing I do have is, or I like is a con, I guess for me, is I don't get to pick my schedule. But I knew that going in, um, and the scheduler knows me too, so she's pretty lenient with me. But that's kind of with any job. And even my staff job before, we were on a pattern schedule. So I was already irritated then. So I was like, I might as well be irritated now. And then for one, like some of my, my months that I've been working there, Sometimes they don't even schedule me on the weekends because, you know, there's so many staff nurses scheduled on the weekends already. So then there's times where I'm just not, where I'm working like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I'm done for the week and then that's, that's it. Cool. So there's a lot of benefits yeah. to it. And I think uh, people just like, they're afraid to try. They're afraid of, they'll say like, oh, I can't get benefits. I can't like get a 401. I'm going to lose my seniority, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but think about where you were, you know, two years ago, three mm-hmm. years ago. Or are you in the same financial spot? Because if you're not moving, then you need to move. Like, you to, know, <laughs> well, why are you just sitting there? I'll
0: tell you this, Mary Grace. After watching this video, I guarantee you, we're going to get hundreds of viewers that are going to go into local travel agency jobs because of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I try to encourage people to do it, but they just, they're afraid. And I, I understand it's really scary. It's scary to start in a new place and it's, you know, it isn't stable, but I mean, I've been doing this or just travel since 2016 is when I first, I signed my first contract and I've been able to land contracts since then. And I know other nurses, travel nurses who had been doing it in like the eighties, nineties and yeah. you know, wow. they're pretty set now. So I think, cause my goal is to retire early. I don't want Same to like- here. Uh, same at the bedside and I think into that. I know I know and then a lot of like my coworkers, they're like how like how? what do you mean how like I'm telling you how Like, no one listens to me. Yeah,
0: and they're, I mean, living paycheck to paycheck, too. That's what's sad. You know, whenever I see a nurse that's living paycheck to paycheck, I'm like, you need to change your circumstances. Like, there's no reason why any nurse in this country should be living paycheck to paycheck when they're caring for, like, the most vulnerable of the population.
1: Like, one of my coworkers, she has three kids, and then she went into local travel last year Mm -hmm. after struggling, like, paycheck to paycheck. And then when she got her first, like... Month of week by week pay. Yeah, she's like, man, I I can breathe. And I like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course uh, you can breathe. And then she like took her kids on their first flight to Hawaii or something. And um, she finally left like our staff job, and then she went uh, full time local travel. And I was like, you know what? Like you're doing it so well, I'm so happy for you. But just to see how she changed, I was like, man, everyone's capable of doing it. It's just. If um, you know you have the enough courage to move on, but a lot of people don't. But I mean, I wish they did, because then they don't have to struggle
0: yeah you also just have to be willing to change your priorities because when you're making more money sometimes you start spending more money
1: that too because when when i have friends sorry i'm gonna like shift location really quick when i have friends who go into it i always tell them beforehand you need to fix your budget first before (laughs) you do this because once every friday hits Mm -hmm. either you're gonna start moving all your cash and distributing everything Mm -hmm. or you're gonna you know go out and go get your gucci
0: purse so i Mary Grace, thank Thank you you so much (laughs)
1: Thank you, Jason. Have a good
0: one. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this video. And if you did, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. And if you want to be a guest in one of our future episodes, click on the link in the description below.